0: hello
1: hey hey what's up everybody it's your boy slizzy and i got a special guest on today's new york knicks state of the new york knicks podcast episode 70 i got mr spencer Perlman from the step in i probably said it horribly (laughs) wrong but (laughs) it's all good um you don't need an introduction, man. I guess you could introduce yourself, brother. You're well-known through Nick's Twitter Nation. I appreciate you joining me on today's podcast, brother. Of course.
0: Thanks for having me, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I want to get right into it, man. Uh, Tell me about yourself, brother. How did you become a scout? And why do you continuously... Lobby for the next job, <laughs> which I think you deserve, I appreciate the way, that for your- <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so I mean, I guess how I got into scouting. I've always played basketball, um, and you know once I realized I wasn't gonna make it in the pros, I wanted to find like another way in, so after college, I worked with the Tulsa Shock for a little bit in their front office, and I was like you know I was helping with the coaches doing stats and um working with the contracts a bit but my favorite thing i did was working you know with the scouting um so from there i went to law school um and then knowing that i wanted to work in basketball i literally just started emailing and like reaching out to every team every scout every gm just looking for advice uh So they said to Mm -hmm. just like put out stuff, you know, put out scouting reports, email them, scouting reports, videos, whatever. And from there, uh, the Phoenix suns actually asked if I wanted to help them last year for like three or four months. Um, so I did that and that was awesome. And now I'm just doing it on my own until hopefully, you know, the Knicks pick me up, which then brings me to your, the second question. Um, (laughs) I grew up in New York. I still live in New York. Uh, you know like i'm a knicks fan um that's pretty That's pretty <laughs> much the only reason why
1: <laughs> that's good man because um i i just joined twitter i think in april mm-hmm. and you was one of the first people i followed nice. and yeah and i actually got your twitter account off of facebook from knicks group so I I just appreciate what you do every day. I appreciate the the, the stats and the info that you bring up. So it really helps me. And I know it helps other people with their podcast. So really appreciate that. Of course. Um, Let's get right into it, man. I I got five topics for you today. You know, I definitely spoke to you about it before the podcast. Um, I I, got to get into this roster, man, because... We both see the Knicks right now. I believe we're five and twenty, and I'm seeing some of the young players regress. And one of my favorite players, Kevin Knox, he's just been playing horrible. And I don't know what it is. He's he's got two points at Portland, two points at Golden State, three points at Sacramento, and I, I'm just curious. As to what's going on with this kid, is, is he playing the wrong position? Is he a power forward? Is this kid a, a a small forward who's playing next to the wrong power forward? I've seen a stat that you put up earlier as well, and it was about Kevin Knox shooting at the mm-hmm. rim. And his shooting at the rim is abysmal, and it's down to 25%, I believe, that you posted. Yep. And I'm I'm just curious as to what is wrong with him. Is do we have the wrong point guard for him? Is Marcus Morris in the way? What is what is your take on that?
0: So I guess just like you know, quickly going back to the 2018 draft, I actually didn't like Kevin Knox. Um, I I know, like I know. yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted Mikael Bridges. Uh, I liked Shy, but you know, with Frank, I, I guess I didn't really see the fit. Um, and in hindsight, no, I should have had him higher and I loved her, um, just never really bought Kevin Knox cause you know, he's six, nine, which is awesome. But then when you look at the measurements, his wingspan, I think is just average actually for a small forward. If he's able to play small forward. And I actually think he's a power forward, which is an issue because a, he's not that strong, although he has gotten stronger. Um, but B the strength that he does have it's not functional like you know yeah. like chuck hayes um yes he was, yes he was like six six, two fifty. 250 so like he was strong but like every ounce of muscle on him was he, he used it he knew how to use it um oh. kevin knox it seems like you know he's maybe 210 now or 215 which is it's a good size for uh six nine small forward but you know, if you play, like, your 6'4", 160 or 170, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, I definitely think he's a 4. I think part of the issue, at least with Fisdale, was that he was looked like he was playing him some minutes at the 2, or at least he was defending opposing 2s. Oh. And, like, he was, uh, who is it? I think he was, he, he was, like, burned a few times by Marco Bellinelli running off screens. And, like, yeah. Belly's not fast. um and, but he's crafty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crafty. definitely crafty.
1: It, you know, with Knox, I I just see. I don't know why the hell Fisdale played him at the two. That that was the night when I was just I just jumped off the Fisdale <laughs> bandwagon. wagon. He, I I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but um, yeah, man, I it, I'm just mind boggled at Kevin Knox and his progression. So I'm like, okay, he's probably just a four, and we're probably. I am in the wrong spot. so Understandable. The, I wanted Kevin Knox, personally. That was my first mm-hmm. pick. I didn't want McDow, Um That was just based off of age. Right. It wasn't because of games. I mean, it was just based right. off of age. And when we picked R.J. Barrett, I, I felt R.J. Barrett was the best long-term fit for Kevin mm-hmm. Knox. But I see that you've been posting about the NBA draft. And I seen the other night where Kevin Knox played point guard for a little bit. So, my favorite guy in the draft is Anthony Edwards. Smart man. <laughs> um, I, oh, man, I love him, man. Yeah. I love this guy, man. 20 points per game, guys shooting damn near 35% from three, 75% from free throw, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Um, do you think RJ can play point guard long-term if Anthony Edwards is the fit? And the second part to that question is, do picking Anthony Edwards unlock Kevin Knox? Because Frank Nalikina isn't the guy.
0: Um. So let me answer the second question first. Uh, so, you know, if you follow my Twitter account, I'm I'm obviously a huge Frank miller fan fan. Um, yes. I still think there's plenty of room for him to grow into being a point guard. And, you know, watching him in France, not with uh, – was it Limoges? Limoges? No, that was Sekou. No, nah, no. Nah.
1: Um, uh, I got the name. I got brain.
0: Uh, uh, Strasbourg.
1: Strasbourg. Yeah. 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 So –
0: like when he was playing with them, it was a triangle, I guess, centric offense where he dribbled the ball up, dribbled to the he passed to the corner, then he runs to the opposite end, and that was kind of it. But watching him with the with the French U eighteen team, you saw a much more aggressive Frank, which we see flashes of, you know, every few games. And he had the ten or so games, uh, game stretch where he was being whoop, he was being really aggressive. And that's the player who I think he can actually evolve into. I, I've always likened his game stylistically to like Drew holiday, not, not reaching that level, but that, you know, 15 points or 12 to 15 points, five to seven assists, five to six rebounds, and then just elite defense. So I think if you have an offense that can actually get him a little bit more downhill. So with more pick and rolls, which Mike Miller has been doing, he can actually unlock um, the offense. I think he can actually get some good open looks to Kevin Knox if he's playing the four, but if he's playing the three, I, I don't really think so. And, I mean, he's more of a small ball four, anyways, in my opinion. Um, And then to the first question, uh, RJ, he's uh, interesting. Like, he's not a – yeah, yeah, RJ, he's he's not a point guard. Uh, He's not a James Harden-type lead guard. He's – I always thought he was more of like a secondary uh, or tertiary playmaker,
1: which – it's not a
0: bad thing. Uh, I actually think that probably helps him a little bit more because he doesn't have much, like, straight-line burst unless if he's coming in transition. So one way yep. to alleviate that would be having him playing off-ball and attacking off the catch. And, uh, yes. I th- I mean, I can pull up the stats. I can send them to you. Um, but I think he's finishing at the rim better. He's at, like, 63% off cuts. And then I think on catch and drives, it's it's – I mean – it's got to be above where he is just in, the, in out of isolations because isolations has been terrible. But um, I think RJ, as long as the shot's falling, he's pretty easy. Maybe not easy, but I think he'll fit next to most players. So then that brings you to, like, who's he going to fit with? And I think Anthony um, Anthony Edwards, I think he's, like, he's awesome. He's a good shooter. Uh, I want him seeing see him attack the rim a little bit more because he's 6'5", 220, and he's... Like he's someone whose weight is completely functional. Like when he drives, he can completely dislodge guys and they're bouncing off of him. Um, So I think like, you know, if you have Anthony Edwards at the one or the two, you could have RJ at the two or the three. Um, As long as you have an offense that gets both of those guys in the right position. And then you could have Frank at the one, you could have Alfred Payton at the one. I don't like Dennis Smith Jr. Um, Just someone who can, you know, create looks. I think those guys are them. Um, yeah Ant's awesome he's a lot of fun
1: <laughs> oh man that that guy I, I, I watched him play and I'm like I, I see Victor Olipo and then I'm like I see a little bit of Mitch Richmond in his mm-hmm. game and he's he's a spectacular player which goes right into the next question Because I see you posting a lot of I believe his name is Nico Cannon
0: oh, Nico Mannion and yeah
1: Nico Mannion. Sorry. I I see you posting a lot of these point guards that's in this draft. And the Knicks need a lead guard because just what you just say, R.J. Barrett is a secondary offensive creator. I think that as well. I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on multiple occasions. I've said R.J. Barrett could be a number one option on an offense, but he cannot be the lead creator on Mm -hmm. offense. Um, this is why I like Anthony Edwards, but there's a lot of guards in this draft that the Knicks should be looking at. So, if you if you was working for the Knicks, mm-hmm. right, which I would love for you to have, <laughs> I would work for the Knicks. On your top five board, who would be your top five prospects right now, and the reason why? I'm I'm, I'm curious to hear your top five. All
0: right, J-
1: just just uh, on.
0: Uh, just guards.
1: Just any, any position that you see. I, for me, I'm just looking basically at the guards. I haven't looked at other positions mm-hmm. yet. But I'm curious to hear what you got. All
0: right. Uh, so I mean, Anthony Edwards, he's in a tier of his own. Like he's just head and shoulders above everyone else. I think. Um, he's the youngest. He's, in my opinion, he plays the most important position, which is like a wing creator, a wing scorer. Um, I mean, two through five, it's tough just because, they, like, you have Anthony Edwards so clearly ahead of everyone else, and then after that, there's the drop off. So, I mean, I'm just looking at Tankathon's big board right now. Uh, they have Lamello Ball in tier one. I don't agree with that. Um, I, like he's an unbelievable passer. Like he is a he's a John Morant, you know, Luka Doncic type passer. Um, Chris Paul he sees the court everything, but He's one of the worst defenders I've ever seen in my life. Uh, like just <laughs> terrible. And then the shooting, you know, he has, he sh- it looks like he shoots from below his neck or maybe at his neck and both elbows go out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that. yeah, like that's something you can work on, but I don't like the shot either. And then, you know, so you give him like a big plus for the passing and then you give him two minuses for the shot and then the defense. Um, but, but I mean, so Nico, um, he's an unbelievable passer too. He, if, if LaMelo's like a 10 out of 10, is probably like a solid eight, um, eight, eight, five, maybe. Um, we'll, we'll go eight, eight to nine, give myself, you know, a little cushion there. Um, but his, like the timing on his passes are great. So I posted a video, uh, yesterday morning, I think so December 14th, um, just kind of showing just a few of his passes. He does a great job where if the defender comes high on him, he's able to take the defender just a step higher and then hit like the roll in the pick and roll, or he knows just when to pass the guy open. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's something you really need. And then um, the shooting, I think he's a great shooter, even if the shot hasn't been totally consistent. You know, if you look back at his AAU stuff and high school stuff, he's a, like he's a knockdown on ball and off ball shooter, which is great. Um I guess would you say question? Yeah.
1: Would you say he's the safe pick?
0: Um, I think so. I think he's got like a high floor, and uh, that you know, worst case scenario, you're gonna have a good like a really good backup point guard who can probably be like a spot starter. Um and then you know, if he hits his peak, he's maybe not like a top ten point guard, but I think you have a good, you know, fifteenth or so ranked point guard in the NBA who who's an, awesome shooter, which is what you need next to someone like RJ. Um, He's a great passer. And, you know, the defense, he's small, which is an issue. But on the flip side, he's a pretty smart player, and he knows where to be. He's physical. He's feisty. And I guess a little bit like John Stockton in that, like, he he plays with an edge. Um, So just, like, not that level of defender yet. Um, Cole Anthony, I – he's an interesting one, I guess. So the shot he's going to be older. We'll start with that. Um, he's like a year and a half, I think older than Anthony Edwards. Um, but very good athlete. Uh, it gets into the paint really well. Um, I think he's also a better passer than what he's shown at UNC and UNC's offense is kind of like crap. Uh, it's basically <laughs> like you shoot whatever you want and then you hope you get the offensive rebound and you go from there. Um so I think if you put him in more of a structured offense with some more spacing, which I guess the Knicks don't really have either, uh, there could be some better results. And then the finishing at the rim has been an issue this year because of how clogged the pain is. Um, but I mean, Cole's definitely, he's in the tier two also. Um, and I mean, so I'll talk about the two European guys, uh, European guards. So Killian Hayes, um, again, going on that one to scale, t- uh, for passing, uh, like 10 being a lamello ball, and then I guess Nico being between 8 and a 9, Killian's probably around a 9 to a 9-5. Like, he's a great passer, too. Um, Turnover to somewhat of an issue, but it's not like he's forcing the ball where it shouldn't be. It's more like, you know, he's... Lit, like, you know... Uh, uh, how do I describe it? It, it? It's funny.
1: I've been watching a few of your clips on Killian Hayes as well, mm-hmm. and... He reminds me a little bit of Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. Like the like this the jitteries, you know, to get in the paint. Mm-hmm. I, I kinda like that. It my only thing about um the European prospects, do you think Nick fans will go for that again?
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I I don't care. <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned, the last two, um, Like, I think Frank was a good pick. I think he was just kind of, like, there were better picks behind him. Um, And then he was kind of drafted into a shit situation, which obviously isn't good. Um, And then, you know, like, like last year, say, the Knicks had the number one overall pick. Would they have picked DeAndre Ayton, or would they have picked Luka Doncic? And I don't really think whatever negative European stigma that there is, um, that there 100% shouldn't be, because, you know, Doncic is, he killed it with Real Madrid um, Yeah, yeah. Like Killian Hazy's Playing yeah. really well Too um, So I mean, The way I see it If they If they're good Enough to play At a high level At a young age In Europe If you're Then there's a good Chance they're probably Good enough to play At a high level In the NBA um, Obviously there are Going to be yeah. some You know Times where that Doesn't work out But even someone Like Dragon Bender He didn't play Much in Europe And it showed When he came to The US He had confidence Issues and stuff like that. But Hayes is, I, I really like him. I trust his shot a lot more than, than, uh, LaMelo balls. Um, mm. and then the last one, Theo Maladon, um,
1: uh, yes, yes. I've been watching him as yeah, well. He's, yep. uh,
0: he's, he's another safe pick, I guess. Um, he's a very good pick and roll passer. He's, he's got good touch in the paint, but he's not an explosive athlete. Um, He's more of a smooth athlete like Frank. Um but like he's he's another smart he's another smart player who probably, you know, worst case scenario, he's gonna be a good backup um spot starter. Best case scenario, he's somewhere around, you know, fifteenth to twentieth, um twenty-two maybe in in the NBA in terms of point guard rankings. Nah, that's
1: good. The Knicks can use any type of point guard. Or guard they can. We have the worst mm-hmm. shooting collection of guards I've probably ever seen. It, it, it Oh my God, it's just. Brutal. And then,
0: actually, really but, quickly, one more name I want to throw out there. Um, yep. So the Knicks probably won't draft him because he's more of a 2 3, just like RJ. But Isaac Okoro from Auburn, if he could shoot and he can't, he, I think he's missed every catch and shoot jump. No, he's made two threes in the first game. I think he's missed most three since then. Um, he's funky form on his <laughs> shot, but you want someone who's going to do all the dirty work and be like a complete lockdown defender. Okoro is your guy, high-level energy player, awesome crashing the glass. Um, he's finishing like 75% of his shots in the paint in the half court, which is nuts because he's only six. Oh, yeah. Um, oh,
1: fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's great. He got. It, but what's his wingspan?
0: Uh, maybe six eleven or so, six ten to seven feet, something like that. And he's strong as hell. So, <laughs> like, that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely got to tune into him. I definitely got to tune into him. In um, final question, and then I'm gonna let you enjoy your beautiful Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Thank you. Probably. Um, it's December fifteenth today. Which is mm-hmm. early Christmas for big fans. Early Christmas. Um, I want to know for just just offer your personal opinion because we're currently watching all three of the Knicks' current lottery picks shoot under forty six percent from the yeah. field. Um, what would you like to see happen? Just personal opinion, trades or or roster. Construction from here on out. What would you like to see happen for Knox, RJ, and Frank Nilakana to get these guys going? If it's coaching or if it's a trade since it's December 15th, I mainly want to talk trades. But what would you like to see?
0: All right. Um. So, I mean, to get those guys going, I want to see Mike Miller actually get a few practices in because, you know, it's been the whirlwind week and a half, and I can only imagine how crazy it's been trying to actually yeah. install some kind of offense. And we've already seen the last few games, the ball has been moving a lot better. Um, like, yes, be- it, it seems like the offense definitely looks better than it did with Fisdale. So that's awesome. Uh, but I guess in terms of trades, um, I want to see definitely some of the power forwards traded the way. And so, I mean, I like uh, Taj Gibson, he's, I guess he's a four or five. Now I'd like to see him traded the way. I, he's my favorite player, probably on the Knicks. Oh, like,
1: man. I, you want to trade time? I
0: So, oh, hear me man. out. Hear me out. I think it's going to open up some more minutes at the four for Kevin Knox, which is big. Um, I don't think the Knicks are going anywhere in terms of winning games. I think they're going to be at bottom three seed uh, for the lottery or one of the worst three teams in the NBA. Um, and you know, Taj, he's like Kurt Thomas, who is another one of my favorite players. I think those are guys who like they deserve to win. So, one hand, I want to see more minutes for Knox at the four. If you trade away Gibson, who's getting some of the four, it's going to open up there. And then I want to see Taj compete for a championship. Um, yeah, so yeah. I guess that, <laughs> um, he could probably get you like a second round pick. I'd be shocked if he could get you a first round pick, but definitely a second round pick. And then uh, Marcus Morris, I, you know, I want to see him traded too. I think, I think that'll open up a little bit more ball movement because he has sticky fingers and I know he's shooting the lights out and, you know, you always feed the guy when he's hot, but again, he's another guy who's going to free up some more minutes at the three and the four. So the four can be for Knox, the three, maybe you can play RJ up, uh, up a position. -hmm. And you could probably get a first-round pick for Morris, and I'm pretty sure it was either Bondi or Begley, or it might have been Vorkunov, who said that um, Marcus Morris can probably get like a first-round pick from a contending team. Um, So I like to see him traded. Um, I mean, I you know Bobby Portis. I guess you're going to need them if you trade both of those guys because you're going to need a backup center.
1: Um, Oh no, I'd rather call (laughs) up.
0: Oh, Boone's fun! Um, oh yeah, he, he's like a mini Mitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering what's the holdup? Why um, they don't call it
0: up? I don't know, but like I loved him uh, during summer league because like he just has pogo sticks, like oh, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, he definitely got his two K badge. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, he definitely got his 2K badge. but yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean Ellington. He's another vet who could be traded. Uh, I think he would do well in Phil, excuse me, in Philadelphia. Even though he's not shooting the ball well, they can use they can oh. use some more shooters, and I think they'll use him correctly. Um, but I mean, Dennis, you can try trading him. I don't know what you can get for him. But my what was that? A box of cookies, man. What,
1: <laughs> of cookies, of, uh, man. Uh, what
0: type of cookies are like the Entenmann ones or black and white ones or what are you talking about?
1: I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even the the, the raisin. <laughs>
0: wow, <laughs> that's kind of harsh. I mean, I like raising cookies, but man, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's really just trying to find some more time for for uh, for Knox at the four, trying to get RJ maybe a little bit more at the three. Um, he's already getting plenty at the two, and um. I mean, honestly, Iggy gets some more minutes. Honestly, Brisdakis gets some more minutes. I think he's funny. plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. He's another
0: guy. You know, you could play him at the three or the four. Uh, I guess a four against more bench units because he's a little bit smaller, but he's physical. He can shoot.
1: Yep. I like his back to the basket moves, too. I I don't know if anybody really noticed that. He's really composed. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he's got good footwork and great touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, Mr. Spencer, I appreciate you joining me today on the podcast. Of course, man. Um, appreciate talking to you, man. I definitely want to get you back on the pod sometime around February when it, when it's late in the college season and then you got a more of a feel of who the Knicks going to pick, mainly after the trade deadline, so we have more of a strong hold on the Knicks roster. Um. Any any last words for the people before you get out
0: of here, brother? Um, I don't know. Just remember, it's I it was Joel Embiid. Was it Joel Embiid? I don't know. It might have been no. Tony Roten. He was the one who said, "Trust the process to start." Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's it's a long haul, mix fans. You, you know, you shouldn't be getting antsy that they're not winning. Like this is a developmental year. You want to see Frank play well. You want to see True get more minutes. You want to see Iggy get minutes want to see Knox get some minutes at the four, uh, RJ, obviously. Um, just try to take, you know, one positive thing if you can from every game and know that even if the Knicks, you know, if they don't get Anthony Edwards, there are still going to be some other players that they can potentially get in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, if if they're bad again next year, then the 2021 draft is going to be really good too. <laughs> so, the, yep. yeah, uh, they're bright things ahead, I guess. It it can't get much worse than now, so it's going to get better. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thank you, Mr. Spencer Pelman. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. I appreciate everybody who tunes into to State of the New York Knicks podcast. Episode 70, it's your boy, Slizzy. Appreciate the people. I'm out of here, Knicks Nation. Peace.